I have cancer. How are you? Hi, how are you? Is everybody having a good time? I have cancer. How are you? Ah, uh, it's a good time. Diagnosed with cancer. Hello and welcome to Pod for Noriga, the podcast that doesn't tell jokes, it makes observations. I'm Jack, joined in the beautiful city of Oslo, Norway, by my good friend, Erland. And over in America, it's... It's Kevin. And just Kevin, this time. And just Kevin. Wait, John, I thought John's you were going to be in Poland. Uh, I got back from Poland this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, which is nice, so I'm back now. Uh, guess where I'm going to be recording next month from, guys? Poland? Kiev? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll probably be in Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine. Oh, oh wow. whoa. So, oh. so that'll be fun. What, do you know where yeah. in Ukraine? No, I mean, probably in Kiev or Kiev, Lviv, Odessa, or one of these. I got a new job, everybody. Yeah, so, yeah. Which requires me to He's now Jan Egelon's my new boss. <laughs> who, what? Oh, word. So, yeah, I bumped into him in the bike room. That was pretty funny. Wait, who? I, I missed that. Do you remember um, Do you remember when we watched the HBO movie Oslo, about the Oslo yeah. uh, Peace Accords? So, and they made reference to a, they kept referring to a, their boss. Mm -hmm. They're uh, named Jan Egelum, mm. and he was, and they were like, they called him like a vainglorious jerk who's pompous and stuff. And I, we um, had talked about how Ilvis, the guys that did What Does the Fox Say, yeah. they had made an epic song about Jan Egelum, awesome. like like a power ballad. Oh, I... And we used it as the intro, as the intro music for that. Yeah. Anyway, that guy's my boss now. Cool. He's, he's, he's <laughs> a, yeah, he's, he's a, a, a very, he's a household name. He's, in he's Norway. Legend. Oh, uh, Erland, did you hear there's a, is there's a movie? Is it a movie or a TV show coming about about your girl, uh, Gru, uh, what's her name? Gru Brutland? Yeah, there's going to be a movie. Oh about my her. God, guys, that's going to be epic. Your little eco. Uh, she's, she's for the listeners, she's the one who basically coined the term sustainable development mm -hmm. in the uh, Brundtland yeah. Commission of 1985. Yeah. Did you, uh, by the way, did you watch How to Blow Up a Pipeline? I have not seen it. Where did you watch it? You got, you, I think I watched it. I think I watched it in America on Hulu. So I don't know where it's available in Norway, but mm. um, it's, uh, it was good. It's good. It raises a lot of like ethical issues and that it gives all sides kind of a point of view, which I, I, th I think is very, very interesting. But like the U.S. Um, blew it up, right? The Nord Stream. Uh, I, I think every, oh, that, oh, is God. that what, is, I, 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 oh, I, no. I, that's not what this is about, is it? That is not what this uh, is. Not entirely, this. no. Okay. But uh, I do have one thing before we jump into the movie, which today we're covering the 2021 film "Nothing to Laugh About" or "Ingeting or La Um I do want to tell a quick story that my nephew, um, my nephew is living the royal teen life. Oh wow! Um, so he just started. Uh, my nephew just started uh, high school. High school mm -hmm. here in Norway, Vidragon Skola. So he's a, it's his too. first year. Heavy air quotes because it doesn't completely yeah. align with the American high school system. And so um, when you first come in as a freshman, you get assigned a buddy who's at like a year older than you to kind of like help you adjust to the process. The buddy that got assigned to him is the prince. What? <laughs> the oh, prince shit. of Norway. <laughs> yeah. So. No big deal. So he was uh, hanging out at the prince's house and just like. Can we agree that if we get this pizza party, we have to have your nephew on the party? I was about to say, like, this is, seems like it would be a perfect... I mean, uh, celebrity guest. 
And then it would be even cooler if we also got the prince. If we again, let's go to. That's what I'm saying. Let's let's bring that out there. Let's manifest. Let's see if we can get some royalty on this podcast. I'm wondering. That's so funny to think. Like, do you think the prince has his? Like, they surely he's got like a Netflix account. Oh yeah. Like they've got they. Of course. I think about this all the time. That like. There's a telephone number out there and an iPhone where that's just like in the hands of like Beyonce and like yeah. Barack Obama. Zip you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. like that exists. Like that, like yeah. Barack Obama is a uh, Verizon customer. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has to, yeah, it has to do. <laughs> that's wild to think about. Maybe he, he goes AT and T. Customer service issues at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, he has like yeah, a. Dude, he's direct. got an Amazon Prime account. Like, <laughs> yeah, should trying I do to cancel fast delivery. I'd like to <laughs> renegotiate the price of my. <laughs> All right, guys, we <laughs> need to get into this damn movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, no, 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 I do like. Wait, I do like the idea of him in there. Like, oh uh, yeah, uh, sir, your name and address. Uh, Obama. O B A N A. Barack. I'm 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 hoping that like as an ex president, oh my god, are you related to Michelle? <laughs> you just get all those services uh, kind of like rolled out through some like executive. Oh yeah, that, I'm sure there's there's a yeah, he's got someone president presidential package. <laughs> the reason I'm trying to stretch this out because I didn't see this movie that we're about. To yeah, talk Kevin, about. Kevin, didn't see this. Movie. All right, this is kind of a wait. So here, this is the ranking of the of the order. Uh, John's not even here. Yeah. Kevin is here and didn't see it. I watched the movie in Norwegian with Danish subtitles because there wasn't Norwegian subtitles. So um, I had a, I, there, it was a bit iffy for me at, at the moment. Um, we should just um, cancel. We should just cancel this yeah, episode. This is just, we're not, we're so, not taking this seriously. Erlen, you're the only one Erlen, who saw this movie and, and understood the entire thing. And Erlen still doesn't do the assignment because he always shows up not having like done the. Uh, I, done I always the choose my guy and all that stuff based on what you guys say, because I, I, it kind of re- oh, reawakens my memory to this yeah. stuff. But it's true. Well, good luck. We're dropping the ball, guys. Uh, dropping the ball. Let's talk about this movie. I'm super interested. So the, again, today we're covering the 2021 film "Nothing to Laugh About," which is directed by uh, Pit, uh, Peter Nass. How would you say Nass. that, Nass. Erlen? Yeah. Nas, who we know from directing Elling, mm-hmm. uh, Erlen's favorite movie. Um, then it is written uh, written in stars Odd Magnus Williamson, who really we cool. know from Beforeners, uh, Beforeners, Nobel, and Captain Sabaltan, which I know very well, um, as well as Sarah Cormani, which we know from Occupied and No One Dies in Scarness, as well as Eustein Martinson from 22 July. Um I will also note that uh, Odd Magnus Williamson, uh, Erlen, do you, he, I, I think I saw Odd Magnus uh, writing this movie. Because <laughs> really? he, he is a frequent uh, um, customer oh, of the, the cafe, cafe yeah. that, I, that I like. So we see him, I see him there all the time and he sits at the window and a lot of times I have seen him writing scripts. Oh, wow. um, and I was, yeah, and I remember seeing him there. This was before the pandemic, so this must have been 2019. Sitting, him sitting out there and and writing scripts. Wow. Uh, so I bet you he was writing this movie. I I think I'll, I'm gonna go talk to him. I gotta like now. Oh, yeah. You gotta do it. Yeah. Go up and, and surprise you and, haven't. And say something to him. Um, well, now definitely having seen this movie because spoiler alert, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I'm so curious uh, 
uh, to, to find out what Erlen thought of it, but I'll first start with a summary of the film that I got from IMDb since uh, uh, ChatGPT only has stuff past 2020, uh, before 2021. Yeah. This, uh, so the summary, Casper is a comedian who has everything he, he could wish for. That all changes when he is diagnosed with a serious illness and his girlfriend leaves him. Using humor as a disarming and life-giving force, he discovers a new side of himself. Uh, so that's a summary. Doesn't exactly tell you what's going to happen in this movie. Um, but uh, Kevin, just so we were on the same base yeah. on here, did you at least watch the trailer I of did. the movie? I did, yeah. I watched okay, the trailer, so you got a lot of... Um, funny, the uh, funny people movie, funny people vibes, and I wrote that. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's another reference to Tignataro um, that we could talk about here. I would, yes. She, okay, Does she make yes. a, a cameo? Uh, no, but it's a lot of it is it is he. There's a major scene where when, once he's diagnosed with cancer, he has to go and perform, right. and he just starts talking, talking about the fact. I have he's cancer. Like, I have that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, exactly. no! You don't Much have like, cancer. I, I hit the one. Okay. Like, you don't have there, to feel bad. Erlen, do you, do you know what we're okay. referring to there? there? Erlen? Uh, is this the Adam Sandler funny people? Because I feel like I've, well, watched, here, actually, yeah. I've watched that, but I don't Kevin, remember us... it being about cancer. So, yeah. So, funny people is, yeah, that's Adam Sandler. He's uh, it's a fatal disease. But Tignataro famously uh, did this stand-up set. Um, she put it out. Um, it's called Live. But, you know, live. Um and that day, before she went on stage, she got the news that she was diagnosed with, with cancer. Um, wow. And, uh, like, a month before that, um, her uh, she, she was diagnosed with C. diff. And then before that, like, she, she ran... I may be getting the order wrong, but anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, this absolutely terrible string of events mm-hmm. happened to this person and she did this set where she just was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i already had a set planned yeah but that's like irrelevant now so i'm just gonna go up on stage and talk about my diagnosis and so she w- and it's an amazing it bit. is it's amazing you should listen to it you, yeah definitely look it up yeah. It is it's, hilarious. It keeps, it keeps going back and forth because yeah. it's like she keeps saying, she's like, I have cancer, which, and like that brings the audience down. Like, I just got diagnosed. But she then keeps pushing through it and it starts to become funny yeah. in a weird way. It's, wow. She's and processing like, it and, and like, yeah, and you can tell laugh yeah. at the yeah. same time. Send, send that like, on the group chat. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a it's, really, really powerful. <laughs> and it really up. blew up because uh, Louis C.K. was the one that. Yeah. Do you remember that? He was and the one then Tignataro like, was the one to be like, hey, Louis, you need to. You fucked up. Oh, God. Yep. Interesting. And then she was in a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Because the <laughs> other guy turned out to be a sexual predator as well. Yeah. And they green screened her in over. I love that. What a wild I world. Wait, that. what? There was a there was a movie that came out and it was um, a Zack Snyder zombie film set in Las Vegas that they shot the entire movie and um, Crystalia and his name and he and the the actor yeah turned out to be a big big sexual predator kind of guy inappropriate behavior they had already shot the whole film so they went and they just reshot his scenes with Tignataro doing his part and just green screened it in and did a pretty looks, good job yeah. green screening you can't tell <laughs> it looks really good so they took so, him out of the movie because they, they it, it they discovered this before it was released yeah correct oh uh, i see yeah. wow 
Yeah. Wow. It's kind of like the, what they did with Kevin Spacey when they took him out and replaced him with uh, Christopher Plummer. Oh, yeah, and uh, All the Money in the World. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a great movie. Wild times. Anyway. anyway. Oh, yeah, none I of I feel that like we haven't even talked movie. about this movie, and we're already 10, well, 12 minutes Well, let's talk about in. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Erlen. I'm, okay, Erlen, this is comes from the director of the guy who, who directed Elling, one of your favorite movies of all time. I'm so curious. I don't know if it's what one of my favorite of? movies of all time, but it's definitely one of the best it's movies you, we've covered on this podcast. I, I would venture to say. One of your letters. favorite movies. You have inked letters yeah. to me, professing you your love. You have an Elling tattoo. You have an Elling tattoo <laughs> on your face. But I feel like I given know. given that Kevin hasn't seen this movie, we have to just really quickly run through the synopsis. Sounds good. Do you, Erling, could, could yeah. you do that? Yeah, and like, uh, please fill me in because I I also I don't have ChatGPT helping me here. But so it's this comedian. Uh, he gets his diagnosis. Um, he starts, um, you know, he he doesn't take it well. Obviously, um, he gets sent to this um, this um, talk support therapy group. group. Um, what do you call it? Like, it's like a support, support group, group support cancer, group, yes. Uh, and it's like the support cancer. group is everything from um, a young teenager who's like 17 who has this uh, cancer diagnosis to this woman who um, he ends up kind of forming a romantic relationship with. And then uh, he's a, I mean, he, he, he basically weaponizes this or like kind of makes it his, his part of his um, um his routine uh, his, his yeah his act and he has this his one like his best friend is also uh his manager and his manager is um a this is going to be difficult he's like yeah, he's okay. a cis uh male he's a but cis he, man who dresses in women's clothing yeah so so a cross dresser like but like eddie and izzard. it's a very they like eddie although it's funny because eddie izzard i think now ref, uh identifies as trans so oh, but okay. this 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 yeah. guy is a guy he's he's a guy yeah but anyways it's like i you know i only bring it up because like they spend a lot of time in the movie they spend a lot it's the b plot of the yeah whole thing. and yeah, like they talk a lot about his relationship with his daughter who isn't supportive of his wearing women's clothing and yeah and it's, that's it's a weird subplot it's a weird we, subplot yeah. but now you know about yeah. that as well okay. and uh, yeah. basically he forms this relationship to this like, woman who who had both of her breasts removed because of uh, her cancer. Um, and you also find out, like, in the last 30 minutes that she got this diagnosis right before she was, uh, like, she had just been selected out of, like, 5,000 applicants. She was, like, one of four people who were selected to join this space program to be an astronaut. And then she wasn't able to do that. And then she gets pregnant because they're, you know, uh, having a romantic relationship. So... And he just gets really, really ill um, while yeah, she's she goes getting into better. Remission. Yeah, she goes into remission, and there's a huge scene where she becomes uh, pregnant. Sorry, Erlen. I, I no, 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 please. And, yeah. And, and becomes pregnant. And then one thing that they had set up at the beginning is they um, uh, there's the big uh, performance uh, hall theater here um, in Oslo called Oslo Spectrum. Mm -hmm. And uh, the main character, Casper, has always wanted to perform. Like, that's kind of the pinnacle of, hi of him considering reaching it. Mm -hmm. And so they decide, once they, they have a meeting and they realize he's got six weeks to live, he's not going to make it after that. And so they do a final performance where it's like he's going to his dying performance is going to yeah. be at Oslo Like Spectrum. a one-time thing only yeah, one, where a one -time he's... one-time show. Yeah, where he's yeah. performing, giving it his all. And, and like, there's a pun in the name that I don't think is translatable but um uh like in Norway when you say that somebody's dying then then you say like there they take the night 
Mm-hmm. And and yeah. but you can also say that as like you're literally taking the night, right? So it's like yeah, yeah. he's taking the night one time show, yeah. but he's also dying, and like that's literally what happens. He ends up performing so, from a, his deathbed, and then he dies. He can't like, make it. Right yeah, there. I think it's important to note that he makes it. He he's you know getting ready. He's really really not doing well, and then it's the time to go to the theater from his like hospice care, and he just can't. He physically is unable to leave the room. He's like urinates himself. He's bleeding. And so what they do is they call an audible really quickly and they set up kind of like a, they kind of stream it from phones yeah. and they quickly make a little like tiny theater stage in front of him. And he does this big, very emotional performance yeah, yeah. And, and does everything. And, and at the end of the performance and, uh, and like the diorama, there's like this huge, like um, yeah. visual use of dioramas, which was also kind of something that in the very opening of the movie mm-hmm. was how him they and his kids. best friend dreamt about going to this stage as well so they mm-hmm. made dioramas as kids and now they're making the diorama show and then mm-hmm. and then he dies and then it is over and oh, then it's like okay and then I will note, I will <laughs> super happy also there there is an over which you probably heard in the trailer there is the movie begins with this kind of um a voiceover that's explaining life mm-hmm. and 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 what happens in your life and then you realize at the very end so on his his deathbed they um, record a video on his phone and you realize the voiceover is um, is his video he's making to his daughter who he's never going to meet mm. and just giving some life lessons to her. Oh. Uh, Absolutely fucking devastating, oh. dude. Oh. And then the la- and you see her and then the last scene of the movie, you know, we, we jump forward like 10 years, you see his, his 10 year old daughter, they're going to, to uh, his grave with the, with the mother who appears to be in all good health and has recovered from this cancer. Mm. Um, and, so that, this movie and then it's over. Kicked me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, I I feel like it's so interesting to hear you love it so much, Jack. Because I I like finished the movie and I was like, I think um, I'm on Letterboxd and I I review everything I watch and uh, I I think and I try to make a very succinct yep. short uh, one liner and I I just wrote devastating yet so so charming. That's kind of my review of this movie. But I will say I, that, that that's my that was my gut reaction, right? But I watched it now like around two weeks ago, I think maybe a week. Uh, no, two. Yeah, I can't remember. But anyways, and and honestly, it was the devastating part has grown in me, and the charming part has almost been swallowed up. So I, I, I am. Um, I'm going to, like, I kind of, like, now in retrospect, struggle to really like this movie. I obviously can really respect it, and it's a bold film, and it's, like, goes all into this dark humor aspect. And at the end of the day, it's really just trying to, its message is just kind of, you know, live, laugh, love kind of vibe, you know? Like, go... Can I let's I'm hoping we can dig a bit and let's maybe use the framework that we like to about what worked and then what what didn't work. What's kind of holding you back? Yeah. You want to go first or should I? I can tell a little bit. I guess since I'm I'm very positive on the movie, I I can tell a bit about my viewing experience. I watched it with Guru and um, the you know, I uh, I really enjoy I, I like a good Oslo movie and I knew almost they shot all these places that I know and live very close to, which really kind of grounds it for me. And now having known this actor of it, you know, like they shoot in uh, Olaf Reisplas, they shoot at um, 
that, that where they shoot the there's one scene where they're kind of you know living life and and for fun his group they go on the roof and they shoot fire extinguishers off of a roof of a building i've been on that rooftop my friend used to live in that apartment building um they're at mott holland they're at all these places that i know and that felt very very cool um so that like helped you know make me enjoy it um the points there were these major moments that just really felt like gut kicks which were when the young girl the 17 year old that's in his group they um in his kind of group therapy she doesn't get to do rus and so they want her to do, do it and so they come up with a plan to like surprise her and go get her and then they when they go to get her they're notified she already died the night before and like so that's a big kick the moment when you see his his um his girlfriend she opens her shirt and we see the mas double mastectomy that she's had and like he still like kisses her and loves her like that's yeah, a really emotional yeah. scene. a very powerful intimate scene there when he says is it goodbye my friend when he says goodbye to his best friend when they know this is the end and then like after the performance like the every get, getting to say your goodbyes that's the thing that's starting to hit me and then as you can imagine once the pull um they decided that they were going to name their daughter sarah the moment when at the very very end when she pulls up the recording and i could i was telling girl i was like please don't say sarah please don't say sarah and he starts a video goes hi sarah and then he starts giving his life lessons and i'm just <laughs> sobbing like, oh, you know, I, like now that i'm a, you know now that I'm a, I'm a father like i'm just i think and you know like yeah. i think about a yeah. lot this can you remind me again lot. why they went for sarah oh i forget i forget i feel like there, there was, was some there was some um family thing i forget why um but that worked for me very well. The things that didn't, because it's not a perfect film and I'm not crazy about all of it, is a lot of these things did feel a bit contri very contrived for the movie. Like the, the, the therapy group is very, um, I feel like it's very like walk through over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, I mean, like it's one of every group. And, you know, like, uh, of, like an it's kind of like watching when you watch like Community or something and you're like, we have a perfectly diverse group. And of course the lady who's running it is not doing a great job. So they all take over it and then they engage in these yeah. kind of life affirming actions, which I'm like, I think I've seen that in a bunch of movies before. It doesn't feel very, very real. So, and then the, the whole Oslo spectrum set up, like there was a lot of structures and frames that got set up that I'm like, Oh, I can see the beats that they're going to hit in this movie. But it wasn't that bad because a lot of these other moments I didn't see coming and hit me pretty hard. And then the thing that dragged it the most down, I'll say the thing that worked me is I didn't really get the B plot with the yeah. with the best friend. You know, they devote a lot of energy into into him. You know, like I like it's a bit it's not very commented on it through a lot of the movie that he's like, this is just a man wearing women's clothing a lot. And I'm wondering, oh, is this just like a funny bit? And it made me feel like a bit uncomfortable. But they do devote energy, a ton of energy into like his relationship with his daughter. And and, and I just don't think we needed that. Like it, mm -hmm. it, I didn't get a whole lot of it. So that's that's kind of the structures that didn't work. But the, where it does need a hit you know, I don't really care so much that it, it that it created these kind of um, these frameworks that were a little bit easy to see because I think it knocks it out of the park in a lot of the places that did. So overall, big fan. Um, I felt very. I was emotionally impacted by the movie. It, I I was devastated <laughs> devastated by it. But it made me. I mean, I, I I when the movie ended, I turned to girl and I told her how much I love her, and I just said like, no matter what. We're all going to die, and I want to enjoy every little moment that I have. And it made me, you know, the next day when I was playing with my son, just try to take a moment to appreciate it more. Because, you know, um, 
I'll, I'll say uh, just a pure coincidence. Last week, I found out my cousin, who's uh, five years older than me, has uh, breast cancer. And she's got two, two kids. She's like 40. And, you know, it, it's, it's all just, we're all just in a series of roulette wheels every single day. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's good to have a movie every once in a while make me take a beat and, mm. and, and remind me of the importance of, of, of everything we have and how fragile it is while still packaging it in a relatively kind of fun, relatively fun way mm. uh, that compared to some, mm. you know, like watching Schindler's List or something like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> so that is my thoughts on this film. Well, well <laughs> early, said, man. I, I thought that was really well summarized. I think I agree with, with um, like, basically everything you said. I thought the parts that really worked for me was, uh, again, the 17-year-old subplot. So, which we should note is um, the actress who played it because we've seen her before. That was uh, Ilva Björkas Thieden, who we know from um, Beforeners. She played the the daughter in Beforeners. Mm, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. yeah, and I just I don't know. I thought um, like there was there, the, the 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 that's the best part of the support group. Um, I don't. I, I let. Let's not call it a subplot, but more like a plot device, because, mm-hmm. like you see this, like uh, Jack's mentioned, this group, and then you have this, um, you have this uh, a group leader who obviously is kind of out of touch, and then when when the main character arrives, he's he just like completely validates her emotions by saying like, yeah, like your your life is awful. Like this is just so yeah. awful, and you have every right to be so pissed at the world. And like this is this is just not normal, and it's super fucked. And you know what? It's not okay. It's not okay because this like support woman leader always wants to just say like it it Stay will be okay phone, kind so. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I was really taken by the 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 plot i guess plot twist that like when they had done they had planned this super uh, special thing for her and then it was like mm-hmm. she did she's dead and then like they didn't even show her you know what i mean no and yeah, i felt like just, she just disappears in one scene and exactly like, and i feel like that was so um, emblematic of how short life can be and i think i think the best friend subplot definitely i did struggle with it as well kind of similar to what you're saying but i think what really made me um struggle with it was actually not the you know his subplot being um a crossdresser or whatever because i thought like that message was just about like you know what fuck it be yourself like enjoy your life it's too short yeah but again it's the daughter element that was kind of unnecessary and then i was like maybe they're trying to do that because he's having a kid himself in the movie but it just didn't really work i don't know that that part Mm kind of left me more more confused like it just felt like um a little superfluous, to be completely honest. I'd, I'd love to, to jump in also with another thing that, that I really liked is when, um, you know, he comes in as a comedian and uh, you know, one of the things that his, his girlfriend, no, his to-be girlfriend notices in the therapy group, which, which really rung true, is the worst, th- the worst thing about this disease is people stop being funny around you. Mm. Mm-hmm. which I find to be very true. Like if I've gone through bad times in my life and pe- the, the seriousness and the gravity people try to do, put and, and which is happening to all of these characters and, and which, you know, he comes, Casper comes in, a, a, in as a comedian and kind of giving permission to be, to joke and like, mm-hmm. and to, to, to joke about things and even to joke in like what could be constructed as a mean way, but, but you could tell there's, there's, 
kind of a, a an exorcism of emotions, you know, a catharsis through through making jokes about about cancer, about these incredibly things, which goes to the title of the film, "Nothing to Laugh About," which I, I think is is so great, and that that mm-hmm. that was another thing which I fully kind of endorse and, and agree with from the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Earl, is there anything other out that moments that either um, either from the acting or the cinematography? That, that um, jumped out to you that either worked or didn't work. I mean that all the technical stuff I felt was um, uh, nothing that neither worked really well nor didn't work really well. It just kind of blended into the wallpaper, if you will. Like it, it was just fine yeah. and nothing that I Confident. noticed at least. I did also have to watch this on a computer, uh, like small screen, so it wasn't exactly I, the best viewing. But uh, but I will say I I think Elling bit, was shot way better. I agree. I agree because you, you it's almost like you could tell. Yeah they worked with what they had to a way better degree. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like uh, Edling was a lot more almost, like, low-tech and stark and kind of, like, like you were in the room with them. Whereas this whole vibe felt very, mm-hmm. very almost, like, otherworldly. Like, it almost felt, like, um, hyper-real or something. I don't know. And then, yeah. especially in the end, when they managed to pull off this this show despite the fact that this man is dying. And, like, that part, like, I get it from, like, a movie perspective. Like, wow, yeah. like, yay. You know, it was very, like, ABC Family. Like, it, it, felt like it, a movie. it goes yeah. there. And, like, it definitely leans into the emotion. But it also feels extremely, like, unlikely. And I'm just thinking, like, medical professionals being like, I don't know if that would yeah, fly. Like, <laughs> and just, like, there's so much. Yeah, that part, I, I kind of, I'm, um... I'm torn between, but I think it delivers obviously this kind of, it delivers so well that message as Jack mentioned about like, you know, you got to live every moment and and be appreciative of of life and everything. And I too, I didn't cry, but I did definitely also turn to my wife and was like, oh my God, I love you so much. My God, my God. You know what I mean? But I didn't, but I, but I, I think there was an element of, there were elements that almost took me out of it more than it put me in, and then there was other elements that 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 I felt delivered more on the holistic uh, universe or whatever. I don't know how to put it, but I don't know. And I think I I think I enjoyed it more like right after watching it than now two weeks later reminiscing about it. I think I think I'm yeah. almost like gonna have to change my original score that's, a little and bit. That's fine. Mm. Do you think that's? I mean, so because because I, I think that there are movies that that's definitely happened to me that I leave something very emo, emotional, in an emotional state, and that doesn't mean necessarily like lovey dovey or something, but like some if I leave like an action movie where I come out just like yeah punch the bad guy like <laughs> yeah and then yeah. and then like and then I wait for like and then two days go by and I start critically thinking like oh wait like yeah that doesn't make any any sense it was a really bit of like that it. it's true that's yeah. a good way to put it. Um, as opposed to like, I don't know why I'm bringing this comparison, but like, like Dead Poet Society just yes. is also devastating yet so, so charming. But there is absolutely nothing in that movie that I didn't like buy. You know what I mean? Like everything in that movie is just like, like, it's just so thorough in a way. And I mean, that's yeah. tough. That's really tough. So I think, yeah. I think the director did a great job by all means. Don't get me wrong. And, and, it, and it is a good movie. It's very much worth watching. But it is, it's a heavy yeah. subject matter, you know. But uh, the, the yeah. message is certainly um, one that's well, well worth telling. Okay. 
How about, uh, uh, I think we, we might be ready to go to our category since... Uh, I, I have a question. In, I, but Kevin, real, real quick. Um, just kind, yeah. of, kind of tangential to what you all were talking about. You, you mentioned in the beginning, um, you know, seeing all these places around Oslo. And mm-hmm. I wonder what your thoughts are of having grown up in the D.C. area and, like, yeah, yeah, living yeah. in D.C. and seeing movies about D.C. Mm-hmm. It's I, I, I gotta imagine there's a, it's a very different experience in ter- like seeing mm-hmm. the city you live in on screen, you know. And in, in D- for it's, if it's DC, it's you know the White House or it's this yeah, you know, yeah, capital yeah. or the bit like the it's about the government. It's never really about like I the think local yeah spots. I think it's a good yeah. There's I would say I, I, I've talked about that before. If name a movie that is shot in Washington DC that does not involve the military, the government, you know, spies, mm. lawyers, something like that, that in that kind of DC. Yeah, yeah. And the only one that I can think of is uh, if you've ever seen St. Elmo's Fire, which isn't even shot in DC, but is set at, at a bar in Georgetown. Yeah. And about, 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 yeah, it's, uh, have you guys ever seen it? It's a, bra- it's a Brat yeah, Pack movie. Yeah, I've heard it's, of it. I've never, never seen it, but. Okay, it's, it's actually a, a really, really good movie. It's about, about a bunch of, uh, college friends go and the bar mm. called St. Ellis fire, which is really, it's, it's based off of the tombs in, in Georgetown. Oh. Um, oh, but it's, gosh. it's Demi Moore and, um, it's all the people from the breakfast club. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, it, the, are, are, the brat are in it. but yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's the brat pack uh, there, but it's, that's a good one. Okay. But, but I will say, yeah, like, uh, I mean now having, getting to see, it's interesting because Oslo is a much smaller exactly. city. That's the other so thing. There's, yeah. only, there's like a finite yeah, number a bit of more places of an anonymous that you shoot. You can only but shoot I, in yeah. so many places. Which you, and sometimes it's, there's, there's moments here in this movie in particular, um, you know, there's movies, sometimes it, I get taken out. Like when we watched Occupy, when they're doing spy stuff around it mm-hmm. and this, the locations don't actually make sense right, right. and it kind of takes me out a little bit. In this movie, everything seemed very logical about where they'd be, with the parks they're hanging out, where they're going for food. That, so that actually mm-hmm. kind of increased it and felt very lived in. And, and since I know these people are actually from here, that made it feel very lived in. So that's like one, t- there's either it takes me out um, that's the worst that could happen. Then it's the bo- then the middle rung is like, oh, this seems logical and helps me buy into the story more. And that's what I think this movie is. And then the top tier, what happens is something like worst person in the world mm. or like a- anything from you come to which just makes the city look great and it just captures yeah. this emotion emotion i'm like this is a beauty yes like this you city is a character Oslo is yeah. a character yeah, yeah exactly I, I recently just started watching the bear and i feel like it's doing that for chicago and i fucking love that show now <laughs> where where are you in the bear i just he's he just uh took claire to the restaurant but for you, a little bounce go wow wow oh so it's season one Season two. No, season two. Season. Yeah. Have you got? Have you got to the Christmas episode? No, no, no. Okay, that's all I need. Say to Say no more. But say I'm glad no more. you're finally watching this, man. Yeah, I, man. I, I, I literally get home. Disney Plus just for the show now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I tell. I, I did think of another movie yeah. that's set in DC. Um, that's not about yeah. politics, uh, or yeah. pol- you know, the governor or anything. Yeah, yeah, that, that category. Evan Almighty. The sequel to Bruce Almighty. Oh, this with, oh, wow. in which the in which DC Steve, floods. Steve Carell. They builds an arc like outside of DC, and then and like it's yeah. kind of the the it's that you see the capital getting flooded. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. but the movie is not about it's technically politics. a movie about power though, right? So That's you know, true. might as well put true. it in the seat of power. <laughs> but I think it was a great movie. So 
Nice, nice. Equal footing yeah. to St. Elmo's Fire, if I might say. There. Yeah. I'm so glad you're watching The Bear, Erlen. There. Yeah. I is mean, that because I recommended it to you, or you're one of several people that have because yeah. that goes. This is an Erlen show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really into food, and um, I have like. Oh, have they the Denmark? Have you know? Noma. They, they yeah. Just, Noma. Yeah. They go there. Yeah. But it's far. It's a different show than I expected. But that's uh, that's beside the point. Yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. It's a lot of people screaming at each other. Exactly. Um, very un a lot of unhealthy behavior. You know it. Uh, who else is in that show? Kevin, have you watched that show? The Bear. Um, Not yet. At, no, Abby Elliott, who I remember Kevin knows because I would tell her I had a crush on her when she worked on a, a SNL. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, who, whose character is that? She is the uh, uh, Carmi's sister. Also, uh, oh, Chris, actor Chris yeah. Elliott's daughter. Elliott's daughter. Chris Elliott of uh, Snow Day fame. Or a uh, scary movie. Um, also, Shit's Creek. That's kind of his most. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Recent. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah. let's go to categories. Yeah. Um, I, I will start because Erlen needs time to actually come up with them. <laughs> nice, uh, thank you. I'll say the, the winner I had was uh, our boy, Odd Magnus Williamson. Uh, for, uh, I, I, I mean, starring, writing and starring in a, a really, really good movie. And uh, especially having written it in the cafe without me bothering him. I think uh, yeah. that's an all-around success for him. That's a win. So that's who I have as the winner. Erlen, do you want to... I'll second that. Uh, I guess another winner would maybe be like, I mean, the audience is, is kind of meant to be a winner at the end because you're alive. And that's like kind of the main message yeah. here is that like, if you're alive, you're winning. And if you're alive, you should be a loving life and live, laugh, love and all that good stuff. So, but I feel like it's a hard movie to pick winners because everybody yeah. in this movie is in either directly or indirectly impacted by you know these horrible diseases that that um take take far too many far too soon so it's like that that part is rough far more losers in that sense uh, yeah yeah uh for the loser uh i have anya the 17 year old who dies yeah it's just such a brutal but like obviously the character that you know is the loser in that but i think it's a it's a a pretty impactful way, especially just how it comes out of nowhere. It just hits you like a freight train. Completely yeah, agree. Very, very good. Yep. Is that who you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. Such a crazy um, scene. For your guy, um, I have, <laughs> there's a lady, I got, now I have to explain it to Kevin. In the therapy group, so, you know, mm -hmm. it's exactly what you think it yeah. is. They look like they're in like a gymnasium. Everyone's sitting around in chairs. And at one point, he, Casper, the main character, like brings in, starts giving everybody alcohol. Like, because they're going to, like, party up. And the, the lady is like, no, no, no. Like, the leader of it is like, we're not, no, this is against the rules. And there's one old lady in in the therapy group who is told to get, when to give her drink back. And she, the way she has the delivery of this line, she has this cup of alcohol and the woman is reaching to take it away from her. And she goes, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. Because I was like, uh, I hope to be that when I'm that age. And it also definitely remind me of my mother. Um, so that's definitely my guy. Uh, yes, Sandy. Yeah. Anyway, she doesn't listen. Uh, Erlen, uh, do you have a guy or do you? Have <laughs> I don't know if I can top that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just now that you mentioned that character, there was some other person in the support group who was like, "I've always really wanted to take ecstasy." <laughs> oh, the old guy. Yeah, he. Wait, is, yeah, was he? Was he foreign? Was yeah, he yeah. There? yeah. He was, he's this like mild-mannered guy, probably in his mid fifties, and it's just like, yeah, always wanted to do ecstasy, never got, 
Never got around to it. Yeah, I don't know. Side, I don't even know if that's my guy, but I just I wanted to bring that in there too. The, oh, no, that was okay. funny. I guess maybe, in many ways, the best friend character was yeah. a fantastic supporting character and like gave this man's a lot of love and and support and everything else and in both professionally and uh, and non not professionally so to speak so but again yeah tough tough uh sure tough, tough well call. i i think we can jump in the rating system the rating system i chose today was the thing that stood out the most for me which kind of didn't work but also i thought it was like all right fine fuck it why not was that uh kevin mm-hmm. the best friend the car he drove was a a red Fiat mm-hmm. that had on the front lights he had eyelashes installed, oh, which I is hate just those things. I hate ridiculous on cars. They're so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, yes, um, the car, the front of the car is so face the eye, the lights yeah, on the eyes. It's, yes, but it's, it's like yeah, we get it, but you know, <laughs> we get it, we get it. But but, but it, so it's not like it's not dresses. red Fiats with eyelashes on it. It's just eyelashes on cars or eyelashes on cars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how many eyelashes? How many car eyelashes do you give this movie on a scale of one to six? Uh, I can I can go with mine. I can, I can say that I I enjoyed this movie. Um, again, I think Erlen put it very, very well when he, when he said it before that, I thought this was emotionally in, impactful, but, but charming. And that has held for me over the two weeks since I, I last watched it. So, uh, I'm going to give it a five. I really, really liked wow. it. The fact that it, it hit me. And I mean, I, I gotta be honest to, to how I was, I'm sure if I watch it again, it might not hold under scrutiny. I did watch it with Danish subtitles. <laughs> That's what I'm actually getting. But by the end of it, like sitting there with my wife, and I think this movie hit me in the emotional way that it wanted to, um, and and hit that on target. And for for all that reasons, I think it was a very very good movie, despite its some of its its minor flaws. And so I give it five eyelashes. Wow. Um, Wait, five sets of eyelashes or five? Five? Like, no, no, no. Five car five eyelashes. Five car eyelashes. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what, like a set yes. of. Eyelashes or like you got one headlight? No, you get one. You get one. We're actually the pack. So if you hit all six, you can cover three cars. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, that's a high score. I um, it is. I I struggle with rating this because it's like I don't know if uh, there is a world for me where this were, mm-hmm. will ever be anything higher than what I will give it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like. From a move like you know, if you're trying to make a super objective score, then I think mm-hmm. you're right. It's up there. Like you're, it is. It is a good movie. It's well worth uh, watching. It's kind of like this movie um, was like worth being made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know if it's just a combination of it being so devastating that I kind of it. It almost like just two weeks later, it almost feels like. I don't remember that much of it in a way like it need I needed this conversation to really remember a lot of it and maybe it's because it was so devastating you know like you don't yeah. want to think about it be- so so it's it's tough but I I'm I'm going to end up I think right off the bat when I watched it I was like yeah this is like four and a half maybe you know but but now I think I'm going to go down to like 375 just because and and like, there was a part of me as during this conversation, I was even thinking three five, and and that that's that's a little unfair, I think. But like again, like I'm gonna go three seven five, but with a strong caveat of it being like like asterisks. This will just never 
it's my personal rating, right? And like this, this is just yeah. this is just so devastating that it's like, I don't know in what world it would ever be a six. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think it can get there. Jack, you give Erlen crap for not doing the assignment. He, but he always gives like super thoughtful ratings. <laughs> like, very, very. He's not. He's not pulling these out of. His yeah, head. <laughs> these are these are very well thought out things. So I, I appreciate I, that, Kevin. I yeah. do. I, I also. I mean, I. I'm glad I had a couple of um, days to to think about it. But yeah. like, um, yeah. Um, I will let you know that ra- uh, that that brings Erlen's rating score uh, for the average of now the nine movies we covered this year to three point seven one five. So all right, do all right. was 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 so, what was the goal for? I think the I, we've gone back yeah. and forth between three. Goal, we gotta go and back, four. and somebody's gotta. It's got. I think it should be four. All right, then we need to really go like up it up, guys. Yeah, we got three. Yeah. That brings us to uh, next month's movie, right, Jack? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that brings yes. Yeah, so uh, Erlen and I already talked offline mm. about this. So this is actually a recommendation that came in through my dad. Oh. So we're actually going to switch over to um, a Swedish movie. Um, actually, kind of two movies. So we're 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 we're, we're debating about who's going to watch what. But the Swedish movie we're talking for is a 2015 movie called A Man Called Ova, and uh, or En Man Som Heter Ova. Mm-hmm. This was also remade in 2022 by a, a Tom Hanks vehicle called A Man Called Otto. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking it might be interesting. I think Erlen and I will definitely watch the Swedish version. But maybe, uh, yeah, Kevin, you, you and John might watch you, you know, A Man Called Otto. Yeah. Or hopefully we can watch would, all of yeah. them and, and talk about them together. I have seen A Man it Called like Otto. It It is very good. And okay. I, I'm going to watch it again. Because okay, cool. I, I, I think we should lean into this where we where we walk into the pod and two of us have watched one and the other two have watched the other. And then we, yeah. if we really feel like before doing yeah. that, like we need more, then we could break it up into a two-part series or something. And then we come back again and then we both yeah. switched or That'd something. All right, so we, Erlen and I will watch the Swedish version and Kevin and John will watch the American Sounds version. Good. At, minimum, at minimum. At minimum. Yeah, and then hopefully do more homework All right. on that. Good. Sounds good. All right, if... All right, if anybody else has any ideas, please send us an email at podfornoriga at gmail.com. O-R-G-E. And we will catch you next time. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.